time for Samantha to lock the studio door and play whatever the heck she wants. Now that's what I call All-American. Rock around the region. A full hour of kick-ass music from bands rocking the Southeast. Everything that rocks. C-97.5. on Z97.5. Kicking things off tonight with Emerge. That is called Watch Me Bleed. They, of course, out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. They've got a show coming up March 10th in Knoxville at the Concourse. Will they be opening up for St. Asonia and Any Given Sin? Kind of an exciting show for them. You can check out details on the band's Facebook page, Emerge Official Music, and head down to Chattanooga and go check that out. Tonight on the program, coming your way without having to go anywhere, part three of my conversation with Blackwater Down. Plus, we'll check 
check out another song from the band's EP. I'm going to debut something brand new for you from Devour the Day. Got some Gravel Switch, Caleb Lake, and Taylor Road. They still have some shows for you to check out. They just played in Louisville on Friday night. The next show they've got going on is at the Burl in Lexington coming up on February 22nd. This is Taylor Road with Tattered. With Samantha Knight, everything that rocks. C97.5.
Rock around the region on Z97.5 out of Nashville, low 550 and stuck in the middle. Just reached out to the gents on Friday. Going to work on scheduling a time so they can come in here and we can have a chit-chat of our very own. Speaking of chit-chats, part three with Blackwater Down coming up in just a few moments, along with another new song from their EP. In the meantime, looking forward to Gravel Switch on the February 23rd. They will be at AJ's Place in Glasgow, Kentucky, along with Awaken the Giant. Check out details on their social media. Stop the rain. It's Rock Around the Region and to gravel switch on Z97.5. Ash dancing up from the flame Lonely fire in a godless rain Town lights like fireflies They're so far away Barely light the sky Cause I never learned from my mistakes When did you think that this all would end? I'm not listening now
Rock around the region on Z97.5. Backhand Blue out of Nashville and their new tune called Paranoid. If you haven't checked out the video for that yet, I get so impressed with this band for everything that they do on their own, including the filming and the editing of their music videos. And they look like they're like super high quality, expensive, professional grade stuff. So you can check out the video for Paranoid now over on the band's Facebook page. Time to sit down once again with Blackwater Down, part three of my conversation. And when we left off last week, Burn, we were talking about you kind of having an ulterior motive for getting everybody together in a room and seeing what could become. I know. I know. I have seen all of them play before. Right. And I was like, man, they are just, from my perspective, just watching them play, I'd go and it would be like the Deb show, the Luke show, the Rhett show. I don't care who they were playing with. I would just be so fascinated by and their excited play. on that. And that's yeah. just me. You know, I mean, I, I'm a I'm a fan of music. I love music. And, and we nerd out with that stuff. It's and like when someone plays and they give you chills. You pay attention. You just I and they definitely had my attention for sure. So even if we were going to do Guns N' Roses or, you know, Tiny Tim or whatever, <laughs> I was going to I at least wanted to. Get into a studio and do it with them. So with you, Rhett, because obviously you came in on the tail end of, of what they were already toying around with. How did you find them? I, I've known Burn and Mike forever. And then I okay. met Deb through them. And I, the, the first rehearsal we had was when I first met Luke. And I think it may have been a minute or two into it and talking and him playing stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and now I don't have to worry about like some other guitar player stuff. It's like, all right, come on, like holding her hand and like, okay, now right. I've got to step up. And it was nice to not have to, he could do his thing and I could do my thing and work together. That's amazing. No, we, we definitely clicked oh, yeah. like, right off the bat. Yeah, that's the word I mean, obviously so far, everybody's little story here is just the, the chemistry that, that has happened mm-hmm. with all of you guys has just, has it's, been fantastic it's, it's so far. Magic. Now I got to know, Rhett, how much of a nerd are you? Because, and I'm saying this completely, <laughs> in a completely complimentary tone because because not just the audio engineering, but with, all, again, all of the references that you have thrown out so far, you're throwing me for a loop with Three Dog Night and Blood, Sweat and Tears. And then when you start getting into guitar playing, you're throwing out the masters. You are throwing out those guys who are very technically driven. Oh, I'm a nerd. Huge nerd. nerd. Huge nerd. Like, I even lucked out and met a guy that was techs for, guitar techs for a lot, a lot of big people. Like, he uh, pretty much designed the or developed Buckethead's Les Paul when he was with Guns N' Roses. Okay. Uh, his first guitar that he built for him when he was a kid or for a guy was Mick Mars. Wow. His name's Sean Payton. Uh, but he's, he's done it all. Like, he was... His dad was a multi-touring lawyer, or multi-platinum tour lawyer, mm-hmm. and he was there, like, he was maybe 12 whenever Randy Rhodes' pedal board oh, wow. got delivered to him for the Diary of a Madman tour. So I met him randomly, and then he's like, hey, I'm trying to get my guitar and pedal board stuff. Do you want to help? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so then from him, now I can build my own guitar. Like, right. I can build it from scratch, play it, and go from even, there. Even throwing out names like, you know, Ingve and 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 Steve and Joe and, and Eric, it's just like they, I listen to those guys, and it even I'm just going, I couldn't possibly... First off, I suck at math. <laughs> Second off, I have no talent to actually play anything. I have the talent to talk about it, but I can understand it and I can appreciate it. I just can't think, make things go from brain to fingertip. Doesn't matter what, I, stick figures even. But for me even to listen to those guys, it's it's one of those things. It's just like, holy crap. And many, many, many guitar players come through here and, and they'll say, you know, the usual. They'll talk about Kirk Hammett. They'll talk about Slash. They'll they'll talk about, you know, anybody but those guys right there. Like that is like, and, and, and Dimebag. And like, those are all brilliant guitar players. And then you got like the mountaintop of people here mm-hmm. that, that inspired you. Yeah, Paul Gilbert was probably another huge. One yeah. Another, another good one. Wow. That's amazing. It's not often I get like, oh, whoa. <laughs> it's like, I'm suddenly at a loss for words. That's impossible. So Mike, tell me a little bit about your story then, because you've been doing this a hot, a hot minute. Yeah, I have for sure. I discovered music really early on in my in my life my older brothers uh were considerably older than i am like 13 and 15 years old oh, wow. yeah. okay. so they were always listening to classic rock and like what i call like heartland rock and like uh, uh springsteen sure, that yeah. kind of stuff so those are my earliest musical memories i was i was a weird little five-year-old kid man darkness on the edge of town by springsteen was my favorite album when i was five and that is a depressing bitch of an album yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does that set the tone? Did your, did your parents go, 
honey, I'm a little worried. He's five. <laughs> well, it's like, well, like, 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 if you look at my baby pictures, I'm always making that. Like, my, like, my, my brow is permanently <laughs> furrowed, like, even as a baby. <laughs> it's a lit. Yeah, for sure. So if your parents tell you, quit making that face, it's going to stick that way? Yes. Well, know, here it is. <laughs> Everybody always asks me if anything's wrong. I'm like, man, it's just, it's just my face. It's just your RDF. <laughs> So, I, you know, listening to music started as early as I can remember. My brothers were cool enough to show me how to use the turntable. I think they gave me a Styx record to practice on because they didn't care about it. Right. So you could uh, learn how to handle it properly yeah. and not put your fingers all over it. For sure. Uh, you know, so as soon as I could do that, I was always playing records and listening to them and, you know, tennis racket, guitar and all that sort of stuff. And in fourth grade, I joined the school band and played saxophone because I wanted to play the Pink Panther theme. Seriously? I am 100% serious. <laughs> Um, How much of a challenge was that for both of you? Does it, does it translate pretty easily to go from something like a saxophone to a, a guitar? Like, is that? Well, for me, it did because, like, once you get bit by the ability to play an instrument, you realize it's not complete magic. You're not like, having it, to start back over from it's, scratch. It, but it, it's something that can be cracked, you know? Like, right. like rock stars look invincible and, and unattainable, but once somebody hands you a guitar and says, all right, well, if you put your fingers here, here, and here with a properly tuned thing and strum all six of them, you get an E major chord. And you're like, wow, that actually sounds like music right, right. away. So it, it becomes less unattainable. And, you know, once I had, you know, started playing sax in the band, I was like, yeah, Pink Panther theme's cool. But, like, I was starting to get the itch for, you know, something a little heavier, more. I mean, <laughs> I didn't really know yet. And then Guns N' Roses hit the scene and... I remember thinking, like, wow, this is, like, this is kind of scary. You know, it's definitely <laughs> dangerous. You know, the parental yeah. advisory sticker. I remember having to sneak the cassette into oh, my yeah. house. All that sort of stuff. But my parents were cool about it. They were like, well, first of all, I was the fourth one by a long shot. And they were, like, tired. <laughs> so they were like, look, as long as, he's, <laughs> as, long as he's not stealing, get, doing drugs, or getting anybody pregnant, we'll let him run with it. Exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Don't do any drugs. Don't get arrested. We're yeah. done. <laughs> so a couple of years after starting to play the sax, I, I Sweet Child of Mine video came out. And that cool lick that Duff does at the beginning yeah. of it, I was like, that's it. I want to do that. There is no turning back. And went to the local music store, found a teacher, got myself a rental bass and uh, hit the ground running. Okay, we have all night. We'll keep going till we see. 
is a brand new one from Blackwater Down called Calamity Jane. You can check that out on their EP. Chatting with the band right now in studio. And Mike was telling us about how he became a bass player. I love that you say that, that you wanted to do bass right out of the gate, because that's another one of those things that I've, I come across more bass players than not that are there by default. Right. Because there were already too many guitar players yeah. and we need a bass player because we can't keep a bass player. We can't find a bass player worth it. So you were like, no, that's it. Yeah, I, I, I did not start on guitar and suck and then get demoted. I, <laughs> I, 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 I went right for bass because I was like, no, man. Guaranteed job. Well, more than that, I, would, I just thought it was cool that the whole friggin' house shook when exactly. I played. You know, I was like, this is awesome. Same. Like, that's. I love the bass. The bass is truly my favorite. I do play guitar, but I also I play bass. There, there's something about it when, yes, you can feel it. I mean, you can feel music anyway, but there's something about when you can feel it literally vibrating mm-hmm. through your body. Like, I am a sucker for a song that's got a good low end sure. rattle to it. I'm just like... It's mm-hmm. also more calming yeah. to me, like the high pitch. Not that I don't like the guitars and like the, the solos and the things like hey, that. what are you saying? <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. Like, all of me inside of Everything inside of me, I hate you. Um, No, but it's like that high pitch. It's just, it's grating sometimes. And so that bass, I've always gone towards that deeper. Yeah. And there's some, depending on who the guitarist is too, that you can listen and, and like Tom Morello is one of those that jumps out for me. Like he can play some really, really good stuff. And then when he starts to get funky with things and it's just like, bro, the cats outside are screeching like, "Mm -hmm, stop it. Like I get it. You're wicked talented, but stop it. You don't have to make that sound. The low end is definitely better for sure. I mean, you know, it's that kind of thing isn't like Tom's not for everybody. But, you know, he is definitely he's brilliant. Though. There, there are, I can't think of any other guitar players that in order to play their stuff. Right. You, you need an Allen wrench. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Eddie did a drill once upon sure. a time. So, yeah. you know, yeah. Tom had to do something different. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, anyway, after picking up the bass, I, I was lucky enough that there were a few other kids like in and around my grade. Like there was a drummer. Right. And one of my best friends started playing guitar right around the same time I played bass. So we had enough to form a crappy little, you know, middle school, junior high school band. Nice. But that probably had more to do with getting good quick than any lessons I had. No disrespect to any teacher that sure. I had, but like playing with other people and figuring out how to do that right. Um, and doing that like at the very beginning of my musical education or career, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it, definitely put me on track to realize that that was what was important. Like, it doesn't matter how good I was in my bedroom. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't matter how well you can play with yourself. How well do you play with others? (laughs) (laughs) It's key. You know, it is key to learn how to fight with other musicians in a band because that is the bigger process than playing your instrument. Absolutely. Playing your instrument and writing music, that's almost... That's the fun fun easy part. It's winning the battles in the band that it's like you got to learn how to craft that so you don't kill your allies. Right. You know, like you got to you got to argue with them. You got to you know, everybody's passionate. So the fact that you can get into a band when, you know, you're younger, you you know, everybody has to start figuring out how everybody has the correct part. Right. So then it's just a matter of figuring out. Especially if you got more than one guitar player, because then they're fighting over who's going to play lead, who's going to play rhythm. Right. You know? So, I mean, I'm, I agree with him, though. Like, when it, when it comes to, like, getting in a room and jamming with other people, and that's really the thing that, like, catapults you folks. Sure. Because you listen to kids nowadays, they're great sitting in front of their computers and whatever, and you go jam with them, and it's like... Have you, have you ever played in your life? Right. They just don't. Really not with other people. Right. Right. No, right. and it's because they have no idea how to, I mean, how to listen right. to right. what's going on around yeah, them. Right. Like they've got their one thing in their head and that's what they're focused on. And if someone else, even if someone else is playing the exact same thing, it's going to throw them because like, that train comes that's off not the how rails I play it. real quick. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a scary thing and a kind of an exciting thing. And that's, I think, a lot of why a lot of bands will implode, too. Because if you don't have that chemistry, you don't have that communication, it, it can be the kiss of death, for sure. It, it almost, we have it, that conversation all the time is. to make sure we're on the same page and that we're having discussions. Yeah. Because, and yeah. even if we do get in arguments, like we always come back together and have a conversation about it. And that's like really the most important thing. Very, very I important. say that they're my family all the time, and I mean it. I, I it's like jokes. a marriage. I, mean, I make really jokes is. that this is the healthiest relationship I've ever had in my life, and I'm having it with four men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that is insane to yeah, me. It's, it's great, insane. though. It's great. So what else then about you than you decided with, with bass and how you wound up here? Oh, man. After I started playing bass, I mean, it was just it was it felt rapid. You know, uh, my parents were cool enough to allow me to have band practice at my house. The, the, the kid I knew that played drums had yeah. more than one kit. So he set one up at my house. 
left one at his house. So there was always a set of drums around. So I started messing around with those. My guitar player would leave one of his guitars over at my house sometimes. So I started messing with those. Before too long, I was like able to get around on your three basic rock and roll instruments. And then I started wondering why, you know, I sounded i didn't sound like the records that i heard so then i'm like okay produced by engineered by what the hell does that mean oh these are the you know (laughs) you gotta have that guy behind that big scary board (laughs) right this is the other whole half of the equation well i better start figuring this out too oh i very very early on was like tone was super important to me like the the sound of the art that i was making with my instrument i had a very very specific thing in mind and worked really hard to get it and you know go through high school did the you know all the high school musical stuff that you might expect. You know, I was in, uh, we didn't have a marching band. We had a sideline pet band. I played mm-hmm. sax and that did some musical theater stuff after graduating high school, tried real college for a year. It didn't take, ended up at Berkeley college of music in Boston and did nice. that, uh, graduated in 99 with a degree in production and engineering. And, I chose production engineering rather than performance because, again, back to the tone thing. First of all, it was a lot of, like, I know better and I don't trust anybody, so I better know how to do everything on both sides of the glass. And second of all, should I ever find somebody I was comfortable with, I didn't want to sound like a moron musician and say, man, the tone's just not purple enough. (laughs) I needed to understand enough of the tech talk to be useful. Like, purple doesn't mean crap. If I say, hey, I'm a little woofy at 250 hertz, you know, give me a nice half octave 3 dB cut. That makes sense to an engineer. Sure. So where everybody else goes, ah, yeah, what in the purple, hell did you just, yeah, exactly. It's, 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 that English? I'm, I'm the one that uses purple. Right. <laughs> but you know, that comes in handy too, especially between the two of you, because you, you obviously have the knowledge. So, and, and we'll come back around to this after we talk to Vern here for a second about, but that's got to help when it comes time to recording your own stuff and what it's supposed to sound like and what it is that you're looking for. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we, uh, we, we're very, very capable of, of doing it in house almost completely. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it, 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 I've been very, very, tenacious with it over the over the years uh i've been you know like the audio buck stops with me in this band and like and i have the trust of these of these four awesome people here so it's really cool to we all have specific roles besides the instruments and whatnot that we play in this band like i'm the audio guy you do the merch you do the booking you know, you guys are on the scene all the time out in public, like going social to social media. Yeah. All that. It's it's just that's an extremely important thing to have in a band is you can't just be good at whatever you're doing while you're on stage or in the rehearsal. Right. There's too much other stuff to do. Yeah. And most of the time, and I think we've all been there, that it's it's there's one person in the band that ends up doing like everything. Yeah. And that's never going to work. No, it, 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 has, it never works unless that band is like, you know, that person's name and they're expecting to call all the shots and do all the work right. and just basically have hired guns, for lack of a better way right. to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get up, get up! It's Rock Around the Region with Samantha Knight. Everything that rocks. C97.5.
Blake on Rock Around the Region, his new one, Midnight in Memphis. A big week coming up for Caleb. He's going to be performing in the Tennessee Songwriters Week Showcase. His performance is on February 23rd at the Temple Theater in Portland, Tennessee. And if he wins the showcase, he moves on to the Bluebird Cafe. What a legendary venue there. Good luck to you, Caleb. We're looking forward to seeing how it turns out for you. Seven Dust still to come. And Guillotine, they just had a big show on, what was it, Saturday night. If you missed out on that, we're going to have to wait for the next go-round. I was looking for dates. Don't see anything as of right now, but I'm sure there'll be something popping up soon. Our Love is a Sin. It is Guillotine on Rock Around the Region on Z97.5.
With Samantha Knight, everything that rocks. C97.5.
Rock around the region on Z97.5. Seven Dust and Holy Water. Find that on the new album, Truth Killer. The band out on the road right now with Static X. Oh my gosh, what an amazing tour. Now, first off, let me tell you this. That tour will be making a stop February 27th in Newport, Kentucky. And then February 28th, the last day of this leg of the tour, is in Nashville. So make sure you get tickets to that. I cannot wait. I will be taking days off to go to this. I'm going to go to both shows. I got to. Seven Dust and Static X. Are you kidding me? Seven Dust also going to have a busy summer. They're going to be a part of Rockfest. They also got added to the lineup for Incarceration. And we will have an opportunity for you to win tickets to Incarceration. Details coming Monday. Getting ready to wrap up Rock Around the Region. We will do that in just a few, including a brand new one from Devour the Day. When the show returns on Z97.5. It's Rock Around the Region with Samantha Knight. Everything that rocks. Z97.5. Sitting home on a Friday night Back when everything was alright Some little nine to four When I first saw you, girl Walking through that door It was a moment that I knew on the side That this could be for the rest of my life And the end it didn't matter
in Georgia that is Say Never and 1994. They've got a show coming up April 27th in Marietta, Georgia. If you feel like road tripping, going to be joining a band called Kick and Valentina for their uh, album release party. So there you go. Say Never. It is rock around the region. I am Samantha Knight. Thanks for tuning in and checking out the show tonight. More with Blackwater Down and more new tunes from them next week on the program. In the meantime, are you in a band that I've had on this show? Like I'm playing your music, but you haven't come in to have a conversation with me yet. Do you need to send me your music? Do you know of a band that needs to send me stuff? Well, all of you get together and figure it out. You can email me, Samantha at Z975.com, or you can find me on Facebook, Samantha Knight Radio. Very, very excited to being uh, wrapping up the show tonight with a brand new one from Devour the Day. Now, the band has been kind of on a little bit of hiatus as bassist Joey Walser has been playing with Pop Evil. Blake Allison and Joey have had some time here and there to crank out an occasional new song and a new song that just dropped a few days ago, and it is a good one. By the way, they'll also be on the Incarceration Festival. Chance for you to win tickets. Details about that coming your way tomorrow on Z97.5. So let's wrap it up. The new one from Devour the Day called Nobody Owns Me. It's Rock Around the Region on Z97.5. We'll see you next time.